How's it going, everybody? Joe Gagne here, welcoming you to edition number 69, Joe vs. the World. I am joined today, as I almost, almost always am, by the ring rope rebel himself, Justin Shapiro. <laughs> Justin, how you doing? Do you remember that reference? <laughs> no. That was, um, that was a David Lagana thing, where he was... It was almost a year ago. I've been saving this up, where he was touting... Um, no, no, touting? No pun intended there, but uh, just he's talking about how if you're tired of all him... He's talking of social media, then he's not for you. And he's like, say hello to... It was like Jason Asprin and the Ring Rope Rebel. Yes, were, yes, yes. Ring Rope Rebel was Ring Rope Rebel. A, a like a hashtag Paul Heyman guy for David <laughs> yes. Lagana. Yes. You <laughs> crushed me before I could even do my ribald joke. I was going to say for episode 69, we should really turn things upside down. Oh, uh, I guess someone someone would have said it at some point. <clears throat> the three funny numbers in the uh, alphanumeric no numeric system, as we all know, sixty nine, four twenty, and one eight seven. <laughs> I guess so. Those are the three numbers. Oh, there's a fourth one. It's um, two thirty is funny because that is when Asian people go to the dentist. Oh. So. <laughs> all right, we are here today because we are going back to the movies. <laughs> it's been a while, not not quite back to theaters, but at least to our DVD players or streaming devices. Because to celebrate the recent, uh, was it DVD release or just Blu-ray release? Uh, it was, I believe it was DVD of uh, the cinematic classic, 1989's No Holds Barred, starring Hulk Hogan himself and many other people. And this may be a little surprising, but I've never, I hadn't, I had never seen this film before, and. I mean, I, I basically had seen it in bits and pieces from many cable airings, but I'd never really sat down and watched it. And when it came out, like, I know, I know the theme seems like a natural first movie for Hogan, but in my mind, like, back then, like, why would I want to watch him play a wrestler when I could just watch him actually be one, if you understand? I do. I'd say that's one of the fundamental questions from the very beginning of this film. Mm. Um, I saw it once because... Um, at my video rental place, it was lumped in with all the boxes of wrestling stuff in the wrestling section to rent. Sure. So just like, oh, well, obviously I'd want to watch this. But uh, I had, like, minimal memory of it. So this was a, a real eye-opener. A real eye-opener. Now, it came out before you were a fan. So did you, do you remember anything of uh, seeing commercials for it or anything like that and being like, hmm, curious? Um, only I, I watched... You know, SummerSlam '89 and uh, the super tape that had No Holds Barred, oh, yes. the movie, the match. So I pieced that stuff together after the fact, but I didn't get to see it play out over time, like on the TV. How about yourself? Give me a blow by blow of uh, the movie's release, sir. I just remember how they p- promoted it on TV. How does it compare to like now when we get a trailer every week for whatever movie? They were. I remember. Um... Todd Martin talking about this a while ago. They hyped it endlessly. Like, take the thing that they shoved down your throat more than anything, be it Twitter or tout, and it was about <laughs> five times worse than that. Because they, oh, wow. but what was what was strange about it, it was rated PG thirteen, and mm-hmm. most of Hogan's audience at the time would have been children under the age of thirteen who would legally not be able to see this film. And you would mm-hmm. think you would think one of his later uh, pieces of work, like I don't know, a Suburban Commando would have been more appropriate for a first release because Hogan was a lot colder in, uh, whenever that came out, 91 or what have you, then. Because of the freeze ray. 
<laughs> I've actually never seen that either. I don't know if... I believe there's a freeze ray. There's some kind of large cannon-based gun. It sounds possible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Suburban Commando had aliens, I think, coming to wreak havoc on Earth, and yet this was far more disturbing due to all of the... <laughs> It's, you know, it's not their fault that executive producers Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon are such artists and auteurs that they needed to portray such like a gritty, realistic, violent film. Yeah, I was, I, I've, I just went into the mind thinking it's PG and that was quickly evaporated by no, sir. 90% of the film. Not with our adversary Zeus, the wrestler who kills people. <laughs> Uh, well, let's let's begin with the opening. And... Let us. Although, well, firstly, is it correct that this episode of Joe vs. the World is called Joe World's Bard? <laughs> Joe World's Bard. I'm going to use that. It wasn't going to be, but I'll use that now. Huzzah! Good. That means I get, uh, I think, cents off the dollar for all the residuals <laughs> of this one. Joe, am I an executive producer on Joe vs. the World, by the uh, way? Do I, I have points? I think you're one of those co-executive producers. Okay. You're not quite at that level, but you're, you're higher up. How about that? Appreciate it. Uh, we, we open with um, the wrestling match. Very magic. familiar scene. Yes. No, Hulk Hogan plays Rip, a Hulk Hogan-esque wrestler, but he competes in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Howard Finkel is doing the ring announcing. Mean Gene and Jess Ventura <laughs> oh, are on the I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm like, Vince McMahon can't put any other promotion over, not even one he would make up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the point? <clears throat> and they just talk. It could be any, any Hulk Hogan match from the 80s with just the Hulk Hogan redacted out and the word rip put in. Everything is happening. Yeah. The same way, and they're just like, Rip and all the Ripomaniacs and the Four Amendments of Ripomania. The it's... WWF champion in a WWF ring. All this. Why didn't they just make it a movie about Hulk Hogan having an adventure? I don't. I really don't know. It's so confusing. And here are the differences between the world of the WWF in 1988 when this was filmed. And the world of No Holds Barred and the World Wrestling Federation, which airs on, I don't know, a competing <laughs> network to the world. WTN. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hulk Hogan wears yellow tights. Rip wears blue tights? <laughs> I believe so, yes. Okay. Hulk Hogan's finisher is a leg drop. <laughs> Rip's finisher is an axe bomber or something like that. It's just like a double axe, or a Polish hammer? It's a double yeah, axe. Yeah, yeah, it is, yep. <clears throat> and uh, that's it. Those are the... Yeah, only- that's about it. By the way, can you imagine all the awful Rip jokes we would have to hear John Cena make if uh, Rip competed in today's oh. WWE? Boy. Anyway. Yeah. Rip- well, if Rip challenged the Undertaker's streak, <laughs> he could be told that he would make him his name. <laughs> Oh, it's I'm almost a little sad right now. But um, I think by the way, this is gonna be the longest show we've ever done because I have two pages of notes. I have five in front of me right now. <laughs> this will be longer than the movie itself. This will be longer than the time we recapped twenty three WrestleMania. I think so. 
Anyway, Rip has a match against Jake Bullet, played by Bill Eady, better known as Demolition Axe. And we're also introduced to Rip's manager, Charlie, and his brother, who went on to be Jacob on Lost. And I'm not used to what? people. Yeah, I'm not used to people in these films doing anything else. Like, they just, like the kids from See No Evil, like, they never did anything. You don't see them on TV or anything like that. Oh, that Australian girl, the girl who got killed by Kane. Yeah. Um, she was in a movie with uh, Owen Wilson, Hall Pass, and uh, oh. she showed her boobs. <laughs> well, there you go. I so, would say that justifies that. She, but she got killed by Kane, and uh, she went on to... Uh, okay, fair enough. All right, full frontal. <laughs> anyway, they have a match that goes roughly a minute, and uh, Rip survives the, spot. The, the dreaded sleeper and wins with a double axe handle. And it was strange because... Um, they piped in all these sound effects, and I, I guess it's a movie, and that's what you do. But when you when rip rips his shirt, you hear a ripping sound, and there's a there's a wump sound whenever anyone gets punched. It's just silly to me. Like, no, this isn't a wrestling experience. Yeah. Speaking of super tapes, wasn't there also like a Coliseum series called like Greatest Grunts and Bunts and Grunts or something like that? <laughs> I don't think that all of the name. all of the grunts put in and like. Like I mean, Joe, you know something about video games. It seems like the thing they add into video games for any like sound effect. Pool, pool, clong, clong. Yeah, get the post. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, uh, watching all this transpire is a man named Brell, an executive on the rival World Television Network. The, the WTN is in last place, so he holds a meeting to drum up ideas. And a, a woman stands up and offers an idea for a sitcom. So Brell just tells her to take a leak. Did I hear that right? <laughs> and this was so upsetting to her. She, like, starts crying, and I don't understand. I think, did, like, did they think that is a slang for her being fired? I don't know. She reacted. Go take a leak. <laughs> Not what that means. <laughs> Bro, by the way, is played. Why don't you I... take a long leak in a short pier? <laughs> no, my pension. <laughs> Bro, by the way, was horrible in this film. I can't even describe. He is actually—I'm sure you don't watch Psych on the USA Network, but he has right. a regular role there as the coroner, which um, surprised me. But uh, he was something. I was going to say I don't know his name, but I know him and one of his uh, stooges are like pretty recognizable guys who show up over and over again. Is it the guy who looks like Andy Samberg's dad? Yes, yep. He, uh, that was distracting to me. I'm like, <laughs> you look like Andy Samberg quite a bit. Those guys are lifers in this business. <laughs> I mean, Hollywood, man, Tinseltown, not wrestling, a.k.a. New York. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bro wants Rip on his network, even though he hates wrestling and thinks Rip is a jockass. And <laughs> Okay. He's kind of like Jamie Kellner, except he wants uh, wrestling on his network. That's what is... Okay, I'm like half a page of notes at this point, <laughs> because the woman who gets fired or sent to a bathroom break suggests a sitcom, and he's like, are you crazy? <laughs> and then someone else wants to do a game show, and he's like, game show, sitcoms! Everyone knows the only way to win the ratings war is with RIP Championship Wrestling. <laughs> That's just what was confusing, because, like, this is just one show. Aren't they still syndicated at this point? Like, this is... Is it same prime time? I doubt it. Relationship. I think I see a lot of people in, um... What's his name? Bane. <laughs> <Remember the fact laughs> uh, I should learn that. Wait. 
uh, just tell me, Joe, please. <laughs> the the evil executive's name? Brell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see three people in him. <laughs> Vince McMahon, obviously, a big like portent of the Vince to come. I actually pre- imagine this is what WB creative meetings are like these days. Because <laughs> Vince is so out of touch, he doesn't know what take a leak means. <laughs> I could see that, just the, the general hostility. and. Uh... Yes, Vince, it means go get you a steak right. <laughs> <clears throat> so I see, I mean, he, there's a lot of Vince and the heel promoter in him to come, obviously. Dick Ebersol, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, Ted Turner. So. Yeah, oh, definitely some Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, how weird, by the way, I'm sorry, was Mean Gene, as he's doing commentary for the opening uh, bout, he's doing, like, just throws in all of this exposition about how, like, Rip and his brother are <laughs> oh, that's right. and Rip raised him. Rip raising Randy. That was some fine exposition there. Randy, who is uh, the world's best or worst bruised beefcake analog <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Oh, his name that. is Randy. Was he supposed to be his little buddy, the Macho Man? I, well, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. So many questions. And uh, I'm just zooming through everything. I won't read literally everything I wrote down, but I just got it. You said jockass. Hmm. Uh, kept a running tally of the use of jockass. Do you want to guess how many times it was used in this film? I can think of at least three. It's probably higher than that, right? Yeah, it's four. Four, Four okay. jockasses. Most of them here. <laughs> no, most of them in the next scene. Yes. Um, well, uh, Bro wants Rip uh, on his network, and another executive says Rip is under contract. Contracts are just words, explains Bro. Well, if Rip was in Ring of Honor, maybe, but I, I don't think that's, I really don't think that's how it works. I Contracts don't... are nothing but words. I really did, I didn't understand why one show mattered so much. And Brell also said he's been on the job for a few months and, and they're, they're still in last place. And I'm like, well, Sorry, that's Sorry, pretty... his exact quote was, I've been on this job a certain number of months, <laughs> which is like it's just something you write and we'll, like, we'll hash that out for the details later. But it's like, no. Nope. A certain, <laughs> certain number of months. That seems for a lot of... Like, this takes time. It takes years to look at NBC, you know? <laughs> I've been around here for, let's face it, a while. And uh, <laughs> ever since I started... Oh, also, contracts nothing but words. Joe, ask Bret Hart in his 20-year <laughs> contract. Ask the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> ask... I forget the other examples, but... Anyway. Well, eventually, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Anyway, Rip shows up at WTN headquarters for a meeting, and why? <laughs> if he's under contract and he doesn't want to go, like, why would he bother showing up? Yeah. Well, I think he disrespected the proceedings by showing up in his wardrobe for this formal meeting, which was uh, his everyday walk-around clothes, his civvies, if you will. <laughs> a sleeveless, V-cut, neon red, mesh tank top, and matching do-rag. Well, how else do you expect him to roll? Well, he was wearing a suit later on, though, wasn't he? At the, yeah. At the restaurant? Well, there you go. But, um, what else was I... Like, couldn't, couldn't they put in some pretense, like, he wanted to, uh... He was there under the pretense of perhaps doing charity work or something, mm-hmm. which, which Rip is all That's about. That's passion. That's what we find out. And, um... Anyway, he shows up, and Brell offers him a blank check. Like... I mean, does WTN have a wrestling league? <laughs> like, what are they hoping... Are they hoping everyone else comes along? <clears throat> I... It's just that Bischoff mentality of if you got Hogan. If you have, the, if you have Hogan, the money falls. <laughs> and uh, when Rip starts to leave, Brill literally starts pushing him around. Leave, yeah. Leaving Rip to stuff the check in his mouth and pose before leaving. 
This is most of the times that he uses the word jockass. He's like, what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to be disrespected by a jockass, a term we are all familiar with, like yourself. And, uh, yeah, you jackass. I don't remember that being all that popular in the 80s, I have to say. I don't think so. Someone overestimated. Someone has a problem with the vernacular in this film. Jackass. Maybe it was... <laughs> you know the lowercase a looks a lot like a lowercase <laughs> o? They could have just been reading it wrong. I suppose. No time for second takes. Jackass. Anyway, uh, Brel makes a phone call and... Rip- Ass hail. <laughs> And Rip gets back in the limo, which starts taking wrong turns. And oh, yeah. Rip realizes something is up, so he starts trashing the limo and kicking dents in the door, causing the driver to crash. And he pulls into an abandoned building where goons are waiting. So <laughs> Rip makes the oh. roof explode, and then he jumps like 10 feet in the air, like the <laughs> Mysterio's entrance. Like, <laughs> like putting dents in the door. That's Who is that jumping Come on. out the sky? R.I.P. <laughs> Can't you see? <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe that. That was that may have been the oh. anyway he beats up all the guys big Japan mm-hmm. style putting them through a lot of glass one of whom looked like Charles Bronson and um, and finally he grabs a limo driver and he's snarling like a bear and the director helpfully shows the guy's wet ass and <laughs> asks what's that smell Dookie the driver responds Dookie well, says Rip. he responds Dookie <laughs> yes. Dookie says Rip, and then we cut away. Okay. What happened? Did Rip call the cops? How did uh, you know? I don't know. I, I just I can't believe someone they filmed this, and at the end they're like, "All right, good job, everyone." We you made mean the movie, or the oh, just the, the, specifically this scene. Like, what do you like? Like, I, I really like. I, I don't know if I feel I wouldn't be like, "What's that smell?" Like, I'd be like, "Oh my god, this guy shit his pants." And first I, I of all, would come to that conclusion. Those pants are, like, super saturated and yes. wet. First, they have a shot of just, like, wet, dripping wet pants. And I was like, oh, haha, he peed. But no, no, not even more so. Plus, okay, Hogan is kidnapped in this limo by this rogue limo driver. And he starts kicking, like, the door of the limousine. And these concussive forces causes that car to swerve about like a tire had been blown. <laughs> uncontrollably swabbling and then Hogan does some great method acting in the back seat uh, being strown about by the car being like whoa whoa, whoa." (laughs) that's right whoa you can tell the car's still but he's like whoa whoa it's uh I know I don't know what's going on here dookie though count how many also along with the running tally of jockass utterances how many Vince chortles do you oh I can only imagine dookie is the biggest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we cut away to a very strange scene where Rip is in a business meeting and meets his foxy new advisor, Samantha, and she's going over a list of ideas, which kind of all sound good, like, you know, coordinating appearances with title defenses while Rip's checking her out. And then he's all like, we should focus on my charity work. And she's like, we'll talk about it over dinner. And I'm like, did we miss 10 minutes of footage? It was, it was very, I don't know. Because she she's like the new PR expert or whatever sure. being brought on to Team Rip, and uh, he's just in fact he spends her whole pitch being like, ooh yeah, yeah, hey hey, and then she is so charmed that she essentially propositions him with a dinner date, which would be somewhat explained later. But uh, right, let's jump ahead to them at a fancy restaurant with a 
French waiters being all snooty to rip, but um. Is the, yeah. the <laughs> not want the American hamburger? <laughs> you might be toning it down a bit from this guy. <laughs> might be t- that was I was like, oh my god, it was, it was slightly over the top, but it turns this out. This is the restaurant, by the way, Joseph, where <laughs> Rip wears uh, his second fiercest looked a. Sheer, blinding white suit with all of the top buttons of his shirt undone. <laughs> and, uh, but it turns out Rip is a regular there, and he kind of speaks French to this day. Right? Didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. Burn. Uh, goes, it turns out he's a regular there. He goes there all the time. Yep. Like Walt Whitman said, he contains multitudes. <laughs> he would use this this technique in a right guard ad uh, a couple years later. Anything less would be uncivilized is written here in my notes. There you go. Uh, next we cut to Brell and his two flunkies going to a biker bar. And there's a lovely waitress who asks them if they're looking for the gay bar. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. They're just in suits. Like, yep. does that connotate? Would, was she a cokehead? Is that why she kept snorting? Like, just being gross. Like, You know what? I She does. She Every line, and I think it was adr I think someone was like, this there needs to be more color with this actress. Let's have our <laughs> clear snot with everything. Because, like, I don't think you could naturally speak that way with all those snottings in there. So. I, this this scene in particular, and really this movie, is like Vince McMahon's populist dream slash nightmare. <laughs> Vince McMahon's America. Like, all of his redneck... You know how the, the biography mythology of Vince is like he resents his... Uh, Mm-hmm. His North Carolina upbringing, and so you get all that stuff with the hillbillies and the Godwins, and I think this is all that come to life here. Horrifying. This waitress, the gay bar, a midget in a cage, who I mm. guess later showed up on early episodes of uh, the TNA weekly pay-per-views, right? <laughs> One of many wrestlers in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is horrifying. This is the most horrifying part of, indeed, a horrifying film. Yes. The waitress also said she'd like to get laid, relayed, and parlayed, which right. was when I realized this was not a PG film. <laughs> anyway. Uh, which I believe ended up on an Evolution t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Wasn't that made, laid, and... Paid, paid, and laid. Made, there you go. Yeah. Classic. How would you get parlayed? I, I don't know what that means. Like, Yeah. I, I don't want to. Best not to dwell on it. Anyway, they're there to see a no-holds-barred brutal fight. And uh, one of the guys asked... line. <laughs> one of the guys asked Stan Hansen where the ref is. Turns out he's at the bar, because the only rule is you don't kill anyone. <laughs> uh, Stan gets in, he beats Mass, and Brella's impressed. He wants this on TV, so he clearly learned the lessons of 1989. <laughs> the, the... Actually, the... The... the Kind of coinc- not coinciding, but you could the rise of MMA in future years. You get the sense this is kind of Vince's early reaction to that, even though the UFC did not exist yet. <clears throat> Pancrase. Pancrase. That's right. He knew. He knew. Uh, then we get an extended scene where Bill's companions try to find the bathroom. Like, why they- is this? Why is this scene exist? <laughs> this is one of like several scenes. I just like they wander around. They ask a guy. He's not helpful. They find, uh, what does it say, VD room on the yeah. wall. They go in. There's a dog in the bathroom. They, they have to pee in a trough. An overflowing trough. Yeah, as they're yearning, they're like, what a sty. These people are slobs. But turns out Stan Hansen is in the stall behind them defecating, and he overheard. How do you get there so fast? I don't <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I guess after you kick some butt, you got to, you know, take care of business. So 
he comes out, he makes fun of their teeny wangers and leaves. And I guess it's my handsome job to Hogan in in the Tokyo Dome in 1990 for this classic scene. First of all, they're baited into doing the classic heels in a bathroom spot where they turn and accidentally pee on each other. Which I... uh, And then he comes out, he hears them like run down, make fun of his people. And he's like, gonna, I think, give them a swirly in the uh, trough. But then he looks and he goes like, you have a teeny wang. You both have teeny wangs. It ain't even worth it. <laughs> what? I guess that's his measurement it's... of deserving of a beating. Uh-huh. Perhaps they are suffering enough through their tiny appendages. Worth it. What in <laughs> God's name? And why was this part in the movie? It's I just like know. they're David Lynchian body horror and germophobia <laughs> i don't understand it was um yeah they're they were i mean considering how choppy some other stuff was you would uh-huh. think like you know some stuff that seemed to be unexplained or missing scenes you would think you would not need to pad the film they're sojourned to the bathroom it's like a tolkien book like oh most <laughs> gloss over the two assistants uh bathroom hellscape section of the novels but you know he's a completionist so <laughs> oh my goodness I just wow so uh, Brel has a press conference to announce Battle of the Tough Guys to be held <laughs> live at the same bar he goes and he meets all the competitors all of whom have silly names and if you've ever seen uh, Space Mutiny on Mystery Science Theater 3000 where they call the lead character a bunch of silly names like uh, Slab Bulkhead and uh, <laughs> Punch Side Iron and uh, Big McLarge Huge. Like, these are all the names of the guys. It's all, like, you know, uh, I don't even know, like, <laughs> heck, Big Punch or something like that. And, uh, uh, they could be, uh, well, I know Brill meets an uncertain uh, going forward from this movie, but do you think the man who coined the moniker Battle of the Tough Guys later went on to name the XFL's championship game, the big game at the end? <laughs> it could be. Perhaps the idea man was still there. Also, important point for people who want to timestamp our show, uh, the B-O-T-T-G takes place in, in exec- a direct quote, an octagonal ring. Hmm. So, anyway, during the first fight, a wall gets knocked down, or at least a very large door. What the f- Was that a drawbridge? <laughs> I don't know. It was, I'm like... Okay, either have him knock down the whole wall or just kick a door in. Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have a drawbridge. Why was that? I like, why was, I don't know, was this like an old warehouse or something? Uh-huh. <laughs> With a moat? Or castle, yes. Miniature <laughs> golf course, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe he's like, MVP had his, like, fun, uh, bouncy castle and Miz had his awesome... Oh, yeah, his awesome balloons. So maybe he has, like, a drawbridge. Oh, he should have. They did really get into, uh... Those kind of um, entrance no, sir. accoutrements no. back then, so perhaps. Anyway, uh, this large man with a unibrow and a Z shaved into his head walks in, and a, a waitress walks up, but I guess he just wants to sit at the bar because he grabs her by the head and dumps <laughs> her in a barrel of peanuts. Which everyone is more or less fine with. <laughs> well, you know, this isn't the... This isn't he a, palms her like the when Big Show brings people into the ring oh, by yeah, their head. Outside, that's true. But she's a little waitress girl. And just yeah. Like, wow. It's like, well, probably had it coming. Uh-huh. Uh, 
let him fight, says Brawl, and he disposes of the two schlubs in the ring and beats up Stan Hansen for good measure and rips out his hair for some unknown reason. He basically reason. has a Ryback squash <laughs> and ends it feed me more thing. <laughs> he had three, so, you know. <laughs> anyway, watching all this is ripping his posse on a very small television. Which None <laughs> of whom except Randy have ever been established. Well, no, they they, they said Charlie's name at... Uh, the beginning of the coach. film. Craig, I think the friend was just inexplicably there. And okay. Just, and um, I think that was it, right? Was there a random, there's a random woman at the end, I there's think. There's a girl at the end. She's with either Craig or Randy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> it turns out uh, Hulk's trainer, Charlie, used to train this man, but he couldn't control him. And he killed a kid in the brain, I think was the quote, and got locked yeah. up. Yeah. He's out now. And uh, ominous. Anyway, uh, the Battle of the Tough Guys is a big hit. It wins its time slot. It's such a big hit that the headline of the sports section of the newspaper that every person in the city is reading the next day, uh, <clears throat> if it bleeds, it leads. The, uh, uh, above the, what's the thing? Above the fold or whatever. The editorial headlined, Zeus, Thriller or Killer? <laughs> I just like how this show wins its time slot, and I guess the other 18 hours of primetime television follow suit. But yep, yep. You got to start. You know, you need a tentpole show to to launch other. You know, they could have uh, go on. You know, follow this and you know, <laughs> animal what? practice, what have you. <laughs> it is. Uh, you just uh, you got to win the night and the demo, and then everything else. Will follow. Yeah, it'll. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. The full headline is X-Con Zeus, colon, Thriller or Killer. <laughs> I think uh, they're not mutually exclusive, and I'm pretty sure it's established he killed a kid, so... Yeah. <laughs> what would the around the horn of, like, Thriller or Killer be like? <laughs> oh, likely awful. Zeus, Thriller or Killer, Woody he Bill Blaschke, what say you? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, um... So, uh, it's a big hit, and yeah. go to the next episode, uh, Zeus. The next Mortal Kombat stage. I was going to say, it looks like this uh, Zanjeev stage in uh, Street Fighter 2. This factory, so lots of uh, sparks flying around and what have you. Mm-hmm. Zeus, fight, Zeus fights a guy named Lugwrench, who has a Lugwrench. And um, the, the show had a real shotgun Saturday night feel with all the different <laughs> locales, I have to say. I appreciated it that. It was. It was very ECW influenced. Yeah. Heyman's, Heyman's fingerprints. All over it. All over the Battle of the Tough Guys. Battle of the Tough Guys. Um, if you're wondering what the hell happened to Rip, uh, he and Samantha go on a business trip, but uh, not before Samantha makes a mysterious phone call. And they go eat at a little diner where Rip interacts with someone who the credits call the squeaky waitress, but it should have just been the sassy black waitress. Cause, uh, and then uh, two robbers come in and hold the place up. And Rip, like a jerk and an idiot, attacks them by the hitting one guy with a stool and throwing about a dozen pies at the other. So he punches him out and trashes the place and probably does more damage than the robbery itself would have done. And uh, as everyone applauds for some reason, uh, Samantha just might be falling for Rip. This was ludicrous. It was. These guys, I mean, we've all seen Pulp Fiction, sure. Two armed assailants... Uh, armed with guns, with bullets that shoot bullets that kill people, <laughs> yes. come in to the front of the diner. Rip, at a table near the back of the diner, is just like, there, 
okay, uh, don't worry, anybody. Let me just throw this stool across the room. <laughs> Let me pull it out of the ground, and hopefully it works, or it's... or. Uh... And then waylay these two men with guns with a series of pies, all while Hank Williams 2's All My Rowdy Friends plays on the jukebox. <laughs> That's a true fact. And then people are like, thank you, Rip. Thank you for preposterously <laughs> risking our lives for no reason. And meanwhile, Sam is swooning. She is. She's swooning. But it turns out they have to share. There was a series of pies at them. He does. Is that a stage on the Back to the Future <laughs> Nintendo game? <laughs> Basically. Set I, in the you, I think beers, which is only, or drinks, perhaps soft drinks, which is only slightly less. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And she is melting. She's like, She's oh, like, not every guy who can stop a couple of local hoodlums with a number of diner warm pies. My heart's racing, and it's not just the danger of this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, right. uh, it turns out they have to share a hotel room, and when you know it, they have to share a bed, too. But That the, is the thing that happens. Yep. The ripster uh, sets a curtain, so they each have their own side of the bed. And Samantha comes out in just her underwear. I guess she didn't pack pajamas. And uh, they have a quick heart-to-heart about Sam being too busy for dating. And then they try to go to sleep. But Sam wakes up, finds the bed shaking, and the hulks are grunting. The implication being that Rip is uh, enjoying a little uh, alone time, shall we say. But no, he's just doing push-ups with his feet on the bed, which is kind of a dick move. And who does push-ups before bed? I, I didn't... That was that did not endear me to Rip, unless... I don't know. They thought he was being cute. But, uh, but uh, I want to get sleep. Some real Sam and Diane shit here. <laughs> not that thing. What's with the, like, yeah, you talk about the heart-to-heart, also a door-to-door, because she's brushing her teeth in the bathroom. Well, Rip that's... is also brushing his teeth. Yeah, there was, like, Where? in the <laughs> living or the bedroom, I guess. Is there, like, a bar segment to the room with a sink? Because otherwise... Did he spit out? Did he just swallow? Oh, episode 69, Joe. <laughs> so and what is also great about the directing here is like she comes out to go to bed in her bra and it's like oh but hogan is also wearing like and they have all these lustrous shots of hulk hogan's ass and it's like oh yeah <laughs> equal <laughs> equally great things <laughs> he's wearing bikini briefs and they linger on them i swear more so than her she's like hee hee so yeah, and then she wakes up. I I don't think it was before he goes to bed. I think Rip woke up in the middle of the night to get in his push-ups. Like I know when um when Heinz Ward uh hurt his knee in the AFC Championship game and wanted to play in the Super Bowl, like he would get up in the middle of the night to rehab it just cuz you like I get you can stimulate the thing more if you do it so many times. So but Rip is doing like middle of the night push-ups. And she thinks he's jacking it, or <laughs> and then what was it? What did they cut to? I don't know. It was supposed to look like Hogan's balls or something. <laughs> that was I don't know what that was. What? What is happening? <laughs> and then, or did she think like another girl was there? Because Rip is just that much of the man, or I don't. Middle night push-ups. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, Rip, yeah. Rip finally plops into bed, only it collapses, and Sam falls on top of him, and she's freaking out. And <laughs> Rip gets up and says, you don't need this. 
holding the blanket. He says, "You build, you build bigger walls than I ever could." And it was like, "Oh my god!" Did you get the metaphor though? I did. Yes. Emotional walls. What? This is where they had the conversation about where like she doesn't date because she's too busy in the fast-paced corporate world. I think that was. I think that was before they went to bed. Oh, okay. They had that little heart to heart. They established that. Yes. So yeah. But next we cut to Brawl's office, and it turns out he sent Samantha to seduce Rip, and he canceled her room. That's why they had to share a room, so he's not pleased with her failure. But he's a nice guy, explains Sam. I eat nice guys for breakfast, replies Brawl, and slaps her. Slaps her, backhands her across the face. Yep. And even his flunkies are like, ooh, maybe cross the line there. Like, I mean, I listen to our shows every day, pretty much, Joe, so I remember when we saw, was it The Condemned? We were sort of just made by the misogyny on display yeah. there. Here it went down a little easier, because it was 1988, so, yeah, women be be getting backhanded. <laughs> uh, she runs off, and the next thing we see is her crying on Hogan's floor, Rip's floor. And the woman has been in the movie, like, a literal three minutes, and they've already had this dramatic character arc for her. Uh-huh. And uh, Rip makes a joke and everything's okay. And of course. They're fooling around on the couch and Rip accidentally turns on the TV where Zeus is on the uh, George Michael sports machine or something and he, <laughs> he calls out Rip who is stone-faced. And uh, Rip went on, uh, Zeus went on to win a best promo in the Observer that year for his job in hyping this fight. <laughs> Sun and style. With his realistic promos. <laughs> yes, he talked people into the... He acted like he actually wanted to fight. <laughs> Yeah, it's good that it came on when it did, because they were going to fuck. Yeah, and he would have missed out. Mm-hmm. So, next we cut to a wrestling match. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it, yeah. it's a Rip Charity event with kids doing sports, and uh, everything's super until a helicopter arrives, and out walks Zeus and Brel. And Brel lays down the challenge. And... From a helicopter. <laughs> and uh, the hoaxer doesn't say anything, so Zeus leaves, and... um. It was yep. a, uh, what was that outlaw Randy Savage promotion that used to grandstand? ICW? Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those, and why Why didn't Rip, like, oh, he, later he's, like, talking to Charlie, and Charlie's like, you did the right thing, those kids look up to you, and I'm like, well, why didn't you say something? Yeah. He's like, no, like, no, come, do the usual, come on my terms, or, uh, you know, I don't fight and, you know, say something, he looked like a big puss just, like, sitting there silent, even the kids were like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, boy. So, uh, next we cut to Sam arriving in a parking garage where she's attacked by a man who says, Mr. Brell says it's party time. He then proceeds to try and rape her. What the hell? Right there in the parking lot. And, uh, thankfully Rip pulls up in his Harley. Yeah, conveniently. Yeah, thankfully, yes. Otherwise that lady would have been straight up raped and, in the parking lot. <laughs> so In he, the daytime. <laughs> so he chases after the guy. He picks him up on the front of his motorcycle and sends him flying into a tree, presumably killing him. <laughs> Rip seemed to take a lot of sadistic glee in this, not just like, you know, revenge, but he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. He was, I mean, he was Alvarez has sort of killed the word cackling, but he, he was cackling. He quite was. What? He rolls up on a motorcycle, finds his beloved mid or near rape. He says, you okay? I'll be right back, and then starts maniacally laughing. He was like, oh, yeah, good thing, just one of your run-of-the-mill rape denials. That's life in the in the rip lane or whatever. <laughs> what is this? He, so he goes back and he comforts Sam in a scene where maybe they asked a little too much of the Hulkster on yeah. the side. Like, he had been doing pretty okay. 
Because they had, he was still in his comfort zone, but when he's like trying to comfort her and be like, I hate it when you're sad or, or something akin. He says, I hate it when you're hurt. <laughs> it's like a Hallmark card. And, uh, I hate it when you're hurt. From situations like this. It sucks for me when bad things you. (laughs) (laughs) Not like, myself not like negative upon ye. (laughs) So, then, Randy and his friend Craig. Randy has had two lines in the movie. (laughs) He really has. So, they make the wise decision of going to see Zeus live wearing ripped shirts. um, And, like, I don't on them not yeah not not ripped shirts but which is funny because hogan does rip shirts <laughs> wordplay and um why do they <laughs> see him what why, why are they gonna really is the zeus have secret technique that he they can only figure out live like this this seemed like a poor idea his technique is just like beating upon people <laughs> punching and zeus uh does that to a guy named was it rebar reaper i couldn't something call like that something Crowbar. In which stage was this? Wasn't it like the construction yard stage? <laughs> sure. It may have been back in the the factory. They may have uh, may have filmed twice, but um, mm-hmm. Zeus goes apeshit after uh, afterwards, causing everyone to flee. Randy and Craig bump right into Brell and his cohorts, and uh, they're like, "Oh, uh, Craig's like he's Rip's brother." I'm like, "Great job there!" And uh, they take him. They take him. To Zeus, who's uh, trash talking Rip. So Randy assaults Zeus or tries to, who probably beats him into a coma and maybe paralyzes him. I presume. <clears throat> What's uh, funny, among many things here, is he's like, "Tell him what your name is," and he's like, "Randy." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, Randy." Much like the length of time that Brill has spent working it there, his last name never really got added. They were like. You know, Randy. Uh, Rippin' Randy. No last name. Not Randy Balea or Leslie or Hogan. <laughs> Rippington or anything. <laughs> Just Randy. And then Zeus, like, goozles him and shrieks. Yep. Gives a banshee cry. Didn't really seem to beat him up all that bad, you know. I know! You know, he, I mean, he... You know, punched him and... Think of... I mean, granted, these were competitors in the Battle of the Tough Guys. Yes. They were... They are at a higher standard than... Tough guys. But, like, he just, like, punches him and throws him around a little bit, and then Randy is comatose. <laughs> yes. Here's a question I had. Did the police exist in this world? Does Brel have, like, diplomatic immunity? He... It was a very dystopian Robocop, like, <laughs> world. Brel, like, okay, like... <laughs> All right, he slaps Sam. He sends a man to rape her. And he says, Mr. Brell says it's party time. Uh, his man, like, beats a man into a coma, and it doesn't seem to be a recourse, like, to alert the authorities. Yeah, Zeus, the number one athlete in America. <laughs> Apparently. The wrestler who kills people, and it's just like, oh, well, you know. Hey, oh, I mean, corporations, television, media hegemony at all. Running the world, not too different than the world we live in, is it? Mm, perhaps not. Huh? Uh, so, what I mean is, like, the corporations and the media, like, run the world, Joe. Hmm. So. Yeah. So, we cut to Zeus's gym, where I guess Rip has found out the news, and he's gone for revenge. And I thought it was weird. Zeus had this fancy training facility with a, <laughs> his name on the ring. I thought he like, would, like, train in a cave or something. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a really goofy moment where Hulk thinks he sees Zeus, but it's just a movie projector, and Hulk smashes a mirror. Yeah, just and, like uh, he saw Warrior in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brill and his uh, cohorts are watching until Rip breaks the camera. And what was the point of all this? Like, what okay. did this... I gotta ask you this. Remember when one of the goofs had his birthday, and yep. then the other one gave him a camera for his birthday? And Bro was like, eh, eh, see, you numbskulls just gave me a good idea for one, see? Yeah. What idea did he have for <laughs> the don't... camera? Because there was a camera set up here <laughs> to watch Rip from afar, and it was I like, guess too oh, good idea. <laughs> Good thing that that light bulb was dead off here. Like, I guess they bit. figured his brother would be beaten at some point, and then would uh. And then they'd have a camera. Have a camera ready for using recorded technology. Mm. It was you must admit, Joe, the perfect plan. It worked. What can you say? It did they definitely were able to watch him? Yes. On tape from afar. <laughs> and then they had those max headroomy, uh, like. Oh, yes. Brill was recorded on there taunting Zeus to inspire him to work hard in the gym, being like, Rip, don't think you're nothing. He thinks the worms would puke on your guts. Uh, the oh. maggots don't even want you. That was disturbing. Mm. But, yeah, great idea to set up <laughs> an camera. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd so be one thing if that was, like, his idea for inventing, like, the filming and TV presentation of wrestling. But <laughs> oh, no. that would be something. Yeah. Nope. Just, uh, it's like big idea. A camera, huh? Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. We can go somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. But, so. yeah, and then Hogan has that, what was that, is it, like, Microsoft or something has the 1984 commercial from the 80s where they <laughs> yeah, throw the thing like into the screen? Yeah. That's what he does with that camera. But Hogan's pissed. Hogan is pissed because, okay, trying to rape Sam was one thing. That rolls off your shoulders. But beating up Randy is when he really snapped. He was just going to let the rape thing slide. I I guess you could give him credit that it it accumulated, but Mm -hmm. didn't he go to the hospital before that? No, that was uh, right afterwards. Okay. I do remember after after Hogan sent the... uh, the assailant into the tree. There's a guy watching who drives off, and I don't, I don't really know what the point of that little scene was. Like, oh, our plan went wrong, but nothing ever really became of that. Anyway, we head to uh, Randy's hospital room where Rip is by his bedside. Uh, Charlie's asleep, and Sam's just reading a book. Like, <laughs> better kill some time. And uh, Rip says he's proud of his brother for standing up to Zeus. Now it's his turn. And, uh, Does Sam? Like, wow, she's at the hospital, maybe want to talk to a counselor or anything? Uh, no, nope, she's good. Seconds away from being raped? <laughs> Day rape? In broad daylight? Nope, it's all right. Uh, maybe that was the book she... I couldn't make out the book she was reading. Oh, yeah. Was... <laughs> I was something like, why can't men love? Sexual assault in there seven days or less. Yep. She's like, oh, okay. All right, makes sense. I can the work. idiot's guide to the idiot's guide. Oh... Uh, I'm not saying uh, that rape victims are idiots. I don't want this to be my yes. talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone just, just stood up in their living room. Joe, let me give you a clean edit point for that, and I'm going to punch right. in a new one right here. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> it was chicken soup for the raped soul. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Anyway, Hogan weeps at the side of Randy and yes. clutches his fingers tenderly. Again, they were asking a little too much of uh, the Hulkster there for acting. Breaks down. A real beefcake moment. All I could think about is when uh, Brother Brudeye's face exploded and Hogan was in the hospital pumping the blood. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what made him all better. Uh, in what universe would Vince allow <laughs> to go on a rival promotion? Vince doesn't like people doing reality shows. I doubt he would allow... The WWE universe? Yeah, that. I wrote that down here. The fact that the World Wrestling Federation champion for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment, is allowed to enter the Battle of the Tough Guys, which I guess is sort of like how Bischoff wanted Meng to go beat up everyone in UFC. (laughs) But it it did give me, like I said, maybe the Observer.com front page article about that WWE versus TNA pay-per-view could come to fruition. Yet. Oh, that could be. That's right. There's God. precedent here. So uh, we get a montage of Zeus training while uh, Rip helps uh, Randy in his rehab because he's just the best guy ever. Mm-hmm. This was a necessary sequence. It was. Another Anyway, Brella's getting everything set, and uh, some guy named Mr. Green asks, what if Rip wins? Rip will not win this fight, says Brell, because they have a plan involving an elevator. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's from the video camera playbook. That's... <laughs> anyway, this fight is so huge, it takes place in front of 100 people at a TV studio. I know ticket prices were likely high, but I think they cost themselves at the gate, so uh, Brell, not promoter of the year. In the sure, however... The last three tough guy battles were held in, like, the grimiest sewers of the dregs of society. Mm, This was St. Louis wrestling at the chase. Everyone, like, glamorous people wearing fancy dresses and suits were there to politely uh, indulge in an evening at the matches. Very egalitarian stuff. It was. It was, um... Uh... Who is it? Joe Gargiola? Or his brother? Ed, never mind. I'm, we need Larry Madisick to confirm this. But, uh, we need Larry Madisick to restore this business to the <laughs> fundamentals. It's so badly missing. How true. Randy is wheeled in. Randy in the wheelchair and the neck brace and just the sad sack everything, broken body, looked just like Zack Ryder from February. <laughs> a spitting image. And he has a Rydarian fate to come. Too. Oh, that's true. It was. Why did they bring him? That seems. That, I would not want to go if. If. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess moral support because uh, Rip was concerned about Randy not being there earlier on. But, but uh, he's like, taking this fight because, like, lest anybody say that the champion couldn't beat uh, Zeus. Uh, basically, uh, Lesnar, um, Fedor situation here. But like. I don't know. I feel like it escalated beyond one battle for the belt and the $10,000 when he uh, set up machinations that led to, like, the breaking all the bones in his brother's <laughs> body and nearly raping uh, mm. poor Samantha here. But still, you got to sell it in the ring. I guess. <laughs> Which I guess is wrestling logic, because then they, everybody has those blood feuds and lock up at the beginning of it, but still. Yeah. It's like those, you know, this guy's going to get fired. Like, no, no, I want to sell mm-hmm. this in the ring because that's a greater punishment than him yeah. losing his job and his, you know, six-figure uh, six salary. So. Yep. Anyway, the secret plan, by the way, was for goons to grab Sam. She's getting out of the elevator, and she's taken upstairs and held hostage by Brill's flunkies. As Brill tells Rip to lose in ten minutes or else. So we go, it's big fight, uh, it's fight time. It's a big match atmosphere. 
and Zeus starts by kneeing Hulk in the nuts, and he uses a lot of uh, heel Hogan offense to take over. <laughs> yeah, I he chokes him with the <laughs> The only thing missing was the back rakes, right? Yeah, no back rakes or, uh, or belt whips. Were, were there, I don't think there were belt whips. He tried to impale him later on, but uh, yeah. no yapapai uh, straps or anything like that. Now Zeus's eyebrows. It's like it's, it's like a, they pushed one over to the side yes. to make it one because there's like he has a unibrow but there's a, a part missing off the side. It looks exactly it like they formed a V and the left side of the V is cut in half, so it looks like a check mark. I don't know if it's supposed to be a lightning bolt, but okay, it could be. I, I didn't mention this. Do you think there's anything racial in the casting of Zeus, or were they just find looking for the the meanest guy and they certainly found one in, uh, in Tiny Lister? Zeus managed by Sonny, I'm sure. <laughs> Dollar signs. Oh, down south, they don't. They wouldn't cater to. There them. are some axioms in wrestling that have always held true, and the one is red makes green, and the other is that black plus white makes green. So <laughs> maybe black. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think so. It, there's a real othering of Zeus, the inhuman monster, and all that. So he's not a um, a wise, humble, Samboian black figure like his coach Hogan's no. coach. Uh, anyway, Sam is same sk- thing in in Die Hard, you know, right? Where there's the one like cool brother black guy be- behaving the way black people are supposed to, and then the, his evil nerd black guy counterpart who works with computers is like not adhering to societal boundaries, so that's why he must be punished. <laughs> there you go. I was a literary and cultural studies student. <laughs> I so, can tell. And we have a theoretical lens for three things, gender, class, and race. And this movie really sets off alarm bells for all. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sam escapes her captors by leaving the room. By escaping. <laughs> Just leaving. She slips out because everyone's so busy watching the fight. and uh... They kidnap her. This is the fulcrum of the plan is to kidnap Sam. She escapes by... She's sitting on a couch in a room, so, you know, real Guantanamo shit. <laughs> and then um, she just waits until they're all watching TV and then just quietly leaves the room. <laughs> That's basically it. And uh, they do notice and uh, give chase, but she makes it to an elevator. And somehow the bad guys make it down 20 flights of stairs before her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Charlie and Craig and a fire extinguisher make the save. Yes, they tackle them. Yes, and... Um, the fight is going badly for Rip as uh, Zeus tries to impale him. But uh, Rip realizes Sam is back as Zeus is uh, stepping on his head. And Charlie tries to make the save and says, I'll get you, Zeus. As Zeus hits him <laughs> in the face. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. I love Charlie. That was my favorite line in the movie. I'll get you, Zeus. <laughs> like, he, <doesn't. laughs> he does not. He was black Jose Lothario and <laughs> Zeus was black <laughs> Sid. I'll get you, Zeus. Oh, my Craig God. was white. Also, white Pete Lothario. <laughs> Junior, yeah. And, um. Uh, Randy's faces. I hope with this DVD out that Randy's faces here are the shot that sails a thousand gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Hogan get, or Rip gets kneed in the nuts to uh, start, and Randy's like, oh, like, I bet that hurt. Oh, oh, oh. Ugh. Ugh. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, you, we know how, like, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dawson's Creek? Yep. Va- uh, Vanderbeek's thing became, like, a, a popular image. Randy is right right on par with yep. all of that. He came a few years too early. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, all these fancy fat cats of like Gotham's elite are going nuts at this fight too. Like, I would, I don't know what we'll, we can maybe compare. I would probably give the match a dud, but <laughs> it would have been negative stars if it wasn't for like incredible heat. And uh, Rip finally rips up and he hits the double axe handle. But uh, Zeus recovers and they're fighting in the stands and um, Zeus knocks Randy they're over. Fun. Zeus puts the boots to fall <laughs> through. That's right. <laughs> Females and cripples alike. Yes. No one is spared. <laughs> Elderly men. <laughs> I think he throws an usher at, uh, at Rip and um, mm-hmm. they're fighting up the and, stairs. And just to lay the groundwork, all the while in like the second level control room Brill's been watching all of this with a lot of imposing monitors behind him and he just starts going nuts like ripping up wires for some reason I guess maybe it's the video camera angle yeah I guess he knocked the signal out because you see technical difficulties on the monitors behind him but he's flipping out he went off the air like a nitro (laughs) like that episode of Raw where Sean was supposed to superkick Brett boom damn current boom not really that was like (laughs) years ago but mentioned recently Uh, I I think of our shows as a new term I've learned evergreen there you go can be playing anytime yep evergreen Uh, rip uh Seemingly, not, I mean, uh, Zeus seemingly not rip out, but Rip makes a comeback, hits the double axe handle, sends Zeus about 20 feet off a balcony, a crashing into a ring. He does a new jack without the table, and uh, apparently wins. And uh, Rip turned towards Brel, smashes the window with a chair. Stay away, you jockass, yells Brel. His, final. his famous last words, quite literally, as he accidentally grabs a wire and electrocutes himself. And, uh, Rip. Right. Like the Icarus of video cameras that <laughs> flew too close to the sun. Yep. And, uh, Rip <clears throat> celebrates. Uh, I guess Randy's okay. And the love theme from No Holds Barred plays as we cut to black. Yeah, this man, Brill, electrocutes to death. And the crowd is like, yeah! Murder that man! <laughs> He's dead! Woo! I don't know if Brel had a bad reputation, but, like, I don't know if... Who, who is just some almost universally loathed figure? A Donald Trump, maybe, or someone like that? Do you think a, a crowd full of people would be like, Yeah! <laughs> if he exploded? <laughs> Dubious, he perhaps. to death, feet away from them? Questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. What do you make of this movie? I, I mean, it's no good, but there was, like, nothing to it. It felt more like a, a Brel and Zeus movie at times than a Hulk Hogan vehicle. Uh-huh. Hogan disappears for, like, huge stretches. While <laughs> it was more of, like, a rumination and an examination of uh, violence on television. Hmm. <laughs> they just they lay out this pl- – they extended uh, bar scenes where the um, the genesis of the Battle of the Tough Guys – comes up and it and then Hogan has minimal backstory except for one Gene Oakland line mm. that says Rip and Randy is Randy Ren his parents were uh, recapitated in a automobile accident <laughs> or whatever. and uh, real party of five shit and um, he's just like the champion he's essentially like Hulk Hogan 
in a movie. They don't establish that. He likes charity, and he knows French. <laughs> and he just... I don't know what his arc would be of this film. Mm. Everyone else has said very complex arcs. Rips is like... Exist? <laughs> exist for a few months in the life of Rip? And then beat up some people. Mm. It's like... like Samantha's nothing more than a plot device to, to be a victim throughout the Have film. A girl it, in the movie, yeah. Yep, and his brother is just there to, as a device to get beat up as, you know, motivation for Rip, and Charlie's there for God knows what reason. It's You're right, though, like, I, Hogan aside, it's really Brill's movie. Yeah, it's really the, the Brill. The downfall of this megalomaniacal TV executive. Yeah, like, he dominates, he's... I don't know, he's in almost every scene, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Certainly, probably a lot more than Rip. Oh, no. God almighty. And, like, I understand giving him the actual actor, the heavy lifting, but he's so much of it. It's no holds yeah. brailed. And he's just like, God, he was just chewing up the scenery. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. Like, Freak out when Zeus is losing is oh, uh, God. the Oscar reel. Yeah. At least in Globes. Just like, oh, my God. I just, Wow. I don't know where this ranks. On, I guess it wasn't technically a WWE film, although they, I guess they bought the rights to it to release it. But um not sure where this one ranks. Or it's probably one of the better Hogan vehicles, I would presume. I have not <laughs> seen like Santa with muscles or anything. Three Ninjas High Noon on Mega Mountain. I do have a uh, Little Hercules in um, 3D on DVD, which I'd still need to watch. But uh, if you remember the Hogan Knows Best episode about his family filming that. Wasn't it weird when Hogan turned into Hollywood Hogan, but he still had those um, movie commitments? And so, like, they would do the following announcement, New World Order, black and white stuff from the set of Three Ninjas. <laughs> hmm. Curious. Incongruous. In lo- capital letters at the top of my notes, I wrote, this is definitely the worst one. <laughs> I've done, I don't know, maybe like a dozen, 15 of these now for you and other, sure. um, and and this, I think is the, the worst this one. This was the worst, yeah, this was, uh, it was just, <sighs> I've never seen Ready to Rumble though, have you? No. I feel like Ready to, to Rumble just on account of having Oliver Platt in the lead instead of Hulk Hogan would have to be better. I and Arquette, these are real people. Yes, these are actual and at least the the action scenes would have like because Shane Helms and all of the um, Young Dragon generation people filmed all the stunts in Canyon, so Ooh. it didn't look better than the clubbering going on, right? <laughs> a lot of punching, mm-hmm. a lot of punching, a lot of war. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, super awful. The worst. Just, I, I just like scenes that just had nothing to do with anything. When a lot of Scenes were so choppy and just so much. It just didn't make any sense at all. I don't know. I don't know if you if you took the groundwork here. I don't think you could make a a good film, but you could you could have made a lot better one. Taking the basic plot, all right. Here's Rip and he fights a guy named Zeus. Like you could do a lot better. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, it's similar to those movies. I mean, I don't mean like Rocky, but yeah, you know, John Jean Claude Van Damme stuff and things like that. Sure. These movies exist and they're. Uh, not quite so threadbare or infuriating. So anyway, I don't, uh, yeah, Zeus actually made the jump to uh, 
the actual WWF, mm-hmm. which just um, blurred the the line between Rip and Hulk Hogan even more. And uh, he did have uh, what do you have like all of two matches? Survivor, oh no, three so. count. Uh, oh he yeah, had SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and uh, the match, the movie. Right, right, right. He what? What did they? It was Hogan and Bossman had a cage match, right? And then Zeus came out. Oh, I think like, that's right. Yeah, that's. That's gotta be Zeus. Did they did they act like he was just Zeus come to life, like Will Ferrell Stranger Than Fiction movie or that new uh, Little Miss Sunshine movie where oh, the yes, uh, character shows up? Sparks, I knew that. Um, yeah, or were they like the man Zeus is too into his character? Like I think he, he said came... there was trouble on the set and he didn't uh, like okay. having to lose to Terry Balea. So yeah, I remember Australian Girl and some of the kids from See No Evil came to Raw and they're like. To be honest with you, Josh, wait, I gotta get one, one val over. To be to be to be honest with you, Josh. Uh, anyway, they're like Kane has become. Oh, I can't. I had it before. Anyway, Kane has become Jacob Goodnight. Mm. He's too into his character. Kane killed by Kane. There we go. Killed by Kane. Jacob Goodnight. Forget it. Giving you another edit point yep, here. Maybe. I can do New Zealand though. Fidix package. <laughs> you sound like um, the manager on Flight of the Concords. Murray. Present. Yeah. Star of District 9. So, uh, yeah. We went through that pretty quick. I thought we would talk about it endlessly, but I guess, you know. We are efficient. I we were efficient. Like our show, the work rate of this show, mm. strong. No lulls. No uh, extended bathroom. No, no extended bathroom means no, no watching from afar. On camera. This is a tight hour we did. It was. Please. So, uh, I kind of, I mean, I kind of think, uh, I don't know, I, if you were a fan back then, you probably should see this film just because, uh, I don't know, you'll, you'll, if you're a fan of Hulkamania, you, this is probably Hogan's most, I guess, successful vehicle, even though it wasn't. <laughs> but if you're a fan today. had the Undertaker in it. Oh, that's true. I don't know about but the box office. But there was no wrestling carryover where the dad from Alf came to manage <laughs> no. Earthquake or anything. If only. That's what uh, uh, Earthquake! <laughs> That's my impression of him. <laughs> He'd be good if he... <laughs> he would have been a good counterbalance to the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> I've also impersonated before. That wasn't me, though. That was Jimmy Hart showing up. On the shows. I see. Oh, um, yeah, I don't want to. Hogan, Santa with muscles, right? Or is, am I just thinking of that because it's a movie with the word muscles in it? No, that that was an actual Hogan vehicle. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Bruce Beefcake was in that as an Asian person, I believe. An agent or an Asian? Asian. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to think. There's also Thunder in Paradise. What time did he go to the dentist? <laughs> Oh, I appreciate you tying that all together. Yeah, call back. <clears throat> Conan would say after a, a terrible joke. <laughs> I heard that Conan now looks like if the moon got tired. <laughs> I saw that. That was a great line, whoever that was. Incredible. Incredible. All right, well, I think um, that's going to... Yeah, I mean, Rocky Three, I guess, made him. But oh, yeah. It's not like he did that. And no. then this was it, Suburban Command. Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. I remember all the shots of him in the uh, leotard. Yep, and that seemed like another kind of more reasonable venture than uh, a PG-13. That was his whole rock shift to the Disney movies. That's right, that was his tooth fairy. Mm-hmm. 
which Rock has ran away from like a midlife crisis. What's the deal with Rock? Remember when he was all skinny for that weird Sarah Michelle Geller movie? <laughs> which one is that? That it had like a thousand different things going on. I've never seen it. Some fiasco. Oh, oh, um, Southland Tales. Yeah, Southland Tales. There you go. And uh, he was like just tiny. Uh, That's right. He slimmed down. Randy Orton sized or less, <laughs> like a stack Next of stack of dimes. <laughs> and now something happened to the Rock where he's like, being big is the best <laughs> thing. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. Um, he took JTG's uh, WrestleMania day yeah, off. Yeah, sure did. Ate more food and got big. Those dumb wrestlers complaining. <laughs> Rising tide it raises. Yeah. <laughs> when are they going to learn about this business? Keyword there, Joe. Business. Business. All right. So uh, a thumbs down for Newell's born. <laughs> I'll go thumbs down. Yeah, I've found good things in the other movies we watched, whether it's for campy reasons or absurd reasons. I just hated this. Yeah. It, it made no sense. It was just, it was very, very shallow. It was, it was not good. It was not a, barely a Hulk Hogan film. Avoid. James A. Johnston wrote the, uh, song though. I remember I forgot the song and then it was on the, um, three disc music set that came out. Yep. Like anthology or something. And I was like, oh wow, good work, Jim Johnston. Mm. That man is, uh, an artist. Is he still, he's still working, right? I think so. I think now he like corrals these awesome bands like Cage Nine. <laughs> I don't know any of and them. Supreme and uh, all the Dolph Ziggler, Cody Rhodes musics. Miz. That's guys. a full time job in and of itself. Because and it's weird because like there's all these. He must write the songs and then he brings in all of these people to see who will fulfill his vision. Which is why you get like a thousand versions of the core song because the Supreme. <laughs> the core but like only one fully achieved like that thin wild mercury sound he was seeking in his dreams my goodness all right well that's gonna wrap it up this Boom. time we should get back to uh the uh 1994 year in wwf next time we've been kind of putting it off a worthy diversion i think i think it was i think it was i actually i really want to interview the cubs fan because um talk some lucha just kind of his uh because he is the, the maven of all things. I just find that a curious transformation when you remember him. Cubs fan rolled out the red carpet for me, and I've let him down. So I need to, to <clears throat> get back in the studio for him. All right. And the problem is, like, my show, in quotation marks, has been off the air so long that my um, campy old mm. theme song is now a regular theme song <laughs> for Layla. Uh what happened was I heard that Greg Proops had a podcast, and I was like, if Greg fucking Proops has a podcast, <laughs> then there's too many podcasts. But um, I don't want to let the Cubs fan down, so I, I will. That's true. We, we really need that. Uh, yeah, the Veronica Mars cast or um, the NXT history. NXT 4 with Tom Feely is coming up uh, in August. And this All is right. August, right? To know. So, it you is have my word. Woo. We got over our NXT morning period, and... Uh, the thing is, Joe, I hate it when you hurt, so I'm not going to let you it, down. It, it makes me sad. <laughs> when All bad right. things happen to you, me not like them. No. Oh, good. But here's a book. Is Joe World's Bond burning it, burning it? Actually, as lovely as that is, I think we'll close with the actual No Holds Barred theme. So uh, you enjoy that, and thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again later on. 
same excuses We are buying to their lies What will you do? What are you going to say? Do you measure up? Turn now.